You're listening to Weekend Edition on Michigan Radio. Gross food is disgusting, but a gross error may not be disgusting. And our gross income is something else entirely. That's what they say. Good morning. I'm Rebecca Kruth. And joining us now, as she does every week, is University of Michigan English professor Ann Curzan. Good morning, Ann. Hi, Rebecca. So the reason that we are talking about gross this week is because we got a question from Kwame. Kwame says, I'm curious about how the word gross morphed into multiple meanings. Can you provide some insight? And, you know, I didn't even think about that until I really started thinking about it. (laughs) And yeah, Kwame's right. There are so many different ways we use gross. That's exactly right. And it turns out that we have been using gross in a whole range of meanings for hundreds of years. And I had not realized that. The word gross goes back to French. We've got it in English by the 14th century. And in French, it means large or big. And that's what the earliest meanings in English are. Massive, stout. And from there, it takes on meanings of conspicuous magnitude or striking. And that's how we can get it used as an intensifier for things that are not good in the sense of flagrant. So gross carelessness or a gross sin. And Rebecca, that's where we get, I don't know if you can use gross error. Oh, yeah, I could definitely use that. An error that just stands right Mm -hmm. out. And of course, we have a gross misdemeanor. Then we get a set of meanings for gross that refer to comprehensiveness, the entire or whole. And that's where we have expressions like gross sale, gross income, gross national product. (laughs) Now, interestingly, this is also the meaning in gross injustice, an utter injustice. I think some people may think it's a disgusting injustice, (laughs) which is a different meaning of gross, but gross injustice would be the sense of utter. Then we have another set of meanings with gross, which would be related to density, dense or solid. This would be a gross body. And then, Rebecca, finally, we have a whole set of meanings that refer to texture or quality. And I'm going to run through these, and I think what you're going to see is how the meaning of disgusting starts to come into play. It meant consisting of large particles was a way of talking about something that was gross. So it lacked fineness or it was coarse. And then that comes to be derogatory toward people. The Oxford English Dictionary defines it as, quote, lacking in delicacy of perception (laughs) or dull or stupid. (laughs) Then it comes to refer to people or things that are rude or uncultivated. So for example, languages were sometimes referred to as gross. It could refer to low quality food, ignorant, and you can see how we start to get gross, meaning inspiring, disgust. Wow, gross has been all over the place. It has. Now, I think for many of us, it feels slangy. And Erica Okrent on the website Mental Floss has a really nice piece about this shift of gross to slang in the second half of the 20th century. It's not that this meaning of disgusting was new. It just got picked up as fashionable slang. And she notes that in the 1950s, gross could be either really good or really bad. But it was slangy as in, that's gross. And then in the 60s and 70s, you get the expression grossed out. And I think that feels really slangy to many of us. Now, Rebecca, while we're here, I have to add one note from a radiologist in town who noted that often he has to write that a particular organ is 
grossly unremarkable in his reports, which he says means he didn't notice anything out of the ordinary with the naked eye on this organ, right? So this would be the sense of conspicuous. <laughs> but he notes that he's heard stories of patients getting confused or even annoyed if they see the report that says that their organ is grossly unremarkable. <laughs> How dare you insult my gallbladder like that? <laughs> exactly. But he notes that this is established medical jargon. Well, Anne, thanks so much. You know, I love the way that you make That's What They Say so gross when it comes to language. I'm going to choose to take that as a compliment. Anne Curzan is a professor of English at the University of Michigan. We look at the evolution of language every Sunday here on Weekend Edition. If you can't always catch us on Sunday, you can subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have a question about our ever-changing language, email us at language at michiganradio.org. 